And we are live. What's going on, buddy? Well, not a whole lot. Same old, same old. Yes. This is episode one of hopefully many to come. Today's officially election day. It is indeed. We found, well, it's not technically election day. We found out who the next president is going to be. Well, at least uh, the mainstream media has uh, united under <laughs> one consistent story, at least for now. Uh, ABC and NBC and I think Fox and some others have went forward and said uh, that Biden has uh, won the election. Do you think uh, Trump won this? I Honestly, I don't know. You, and You know who didn't win? <laughs> the American people. Gosh yeah. darn right. Yeah. It's really unfortunate, man. But yeah. I will say that uh, Trump really lived out his presidency well. <laughs> uh, that's all sarcasm. Yeah. It's It's been an interesting ride, even mm-hmm. if it's just uh, been a little enjoyable stuff about just the media getting it wrong is always fun. And there was a lot of that during uh, this uh, this presidency. That is unfortunate. Like, how horrible the media has been, especially in the last four years. I don't think the media has ever been, like, this divisive and wrong <laughs> about so much. So, I'm not sure. I think that right now we're in a in a we're in a particularly technology has developed to a point in which all the negative things can be turned up to eleven. Yeah, you know, so we have we have the twenty four hour news cycle, which nobody watches anymore. Uh, <laughs> kind but, of a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> but now they've moved on to. Uh, big tech now controls mm. news media and the news media narratives and yeah. you know with their own different types of uh i mean i guess you could call it censorship but yeah more or less it's a private entity uh controlling what people say and do on a platform that is owned by shareholders and yeah other individuals that's true i mean the good thing about tech is it allows people like us <laughs> and just you know i guess your average joe smith to just get on the mic and just rattle and you know obviously that can be for the bad but it could be for the good too um like one of my favorite guys uh on the internet uh his name is jimmy Dore. yeah and yeah he's super left you know and i'm super not (laughs) right right i'm just not socialist but nonetheless he's you know he he tells the truth even though he comes from the left right he tells the truth and he like absolutely craps on the left and on the right like he i think he he craps on the dnc more than anything else yeah so at least like there's some resemblance of truth there right you know even though i don't agree with like what he says or like what he's you know really stands for which is like medicare for all and right right you know just yeah. increase taxes and more spending and just the green new deal which oh my god i can't wait <laughs> to talk to you about that because it's there's yeah. so many things wrong with that but yeah yeah it's we pretty, can leave that for a different 
topic. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's 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 a whole episode we could do right there, just on uh, the Green New Deal and, and, yeah. and how how they want that to work. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, but you know, we could really break a lot of this stuff down. You know, to to its simplest form, and you know, it, it just so happens to be the same old story of you know, uh, powerful elites, you know, in in positions in government and positions in corporations uh, make the best decisions for their for themselves and their own interests uh, at the expense of pretty much everybody else. And, I really think that's going to be the topic of this podcast, like right. 100%, because should we let people know like where we stand politically? Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, you can go first. Okay, so I'm... Right now... In 2020, I am a pretty hardcore libertarian. Hardcore. Okay? And, you know, I, I see a lot of things on the left and on the right, and I agree with some of those things, but not all. And that's kind of the good thing about Libertarian Party is, you uh, well, they used to say we take the best of both sides. We take, you know, the small government from the right, and we take the um, the kind of individual freedom and you know you can do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anybody on the from the left side you know like the whole lgbtq you know all that stuff <laughs> so they take the social from the left and they take the economic and the uh small government from the right but now you really don't have a good side on either side you don't have those good traits on both sides so i think this is where the libertarian party really comes in in my opinion i know you don't necessarily agree 100% with libertarian ideals but I'll let you go what, yeah. how do you how do you stand politically so you know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, so there's a lot of language that we use uh, in everyday conversation that's really like contextual ones and uh, subtextual right like like when you say libertarian like I, I imagine that like a lot of our uh, podcast listeners and a lot of people uh for lack of a better term, uh, kind of middle of the road type folks, yeah. uh, they're going to hear that and they're going to think like Ron Paul. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that whole thing. Um, but <laughs> you don't agree with Ron Paul, <laughs> but, but actually, um, you know, the, the, the idea like libertarian ideas and things like that actually have its roots in anarchism. Yeah. And, uh, I agree with that. I've got, I mean, and, and, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I don't no, want to no, cut you off. No, no, you're good. Finish, finish <laughs> your saying. What I wanted, and, and I knew where you stood politically, I just wanted you to answer that question. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we've talked about this extensively in the past, but th there is a ton of overlap between libertarianism and anarchism. I think there are some important differences, but on 99% of the things, I think me and you can agree on a lot of things. I think... Um, you know, I don't want to. I don't want this to be like a, a butt kissing <laughs> type of podcast either. You know, I, I hopefully one day we'll have somebody in here that, you know, may lean Marxist or whatever, and we can kind of like really iron out some hardcore ideals. But oh, we we can definitely do that. I mean, I've I've definitely got people. Uh, you know, and I've got peers. Uh, yeah. A ton of them that are you know Marxist. Uh, yeah. I do too. I have a lot of friends, and I I I love talking to people who uh, <laughs> who who have. You yeah, know, just different beliefs and different ideas. Yeah, and I just think that that's important to kind of uh, hammer hammer those things out. You know, yeah, we can get a better idea about who we are and mm -hmm. 
you know, who we want to be. Yeah. I, you know, and I think that's something really important is you cannot like crush an ideology unless a better ideology prevails. And you can only do that through like civil discourse and dialogue. And, you know, I had, I have, I think everybody really, especially where we live, everyone is either, I don't want to say they're, they're not even right, but they're on the left and especially in the county we're in, it's, it leans pretty much socialist. And a lot of my friends from high school and a lot of my friends from college, they're, I would say 90% of them are pretty socialist and Marxist. Right. You know, and I think their heart is in the right place. I agree. And, you know, and, and I think we can agree on like the same problems in society, but they just have a different means to that end, which to me is destructive, a destructive means, but right. like a libertarian or a, you know, anarchist, uh, um, solution would be in fact better in my opinion and you know this is something we'd like to iron out in this podcast like exactly what does that mean and why do we say it's better and that sort of thing um and this is a kind of an uncomfortable truth in my life (laughs) when i was in college uh especially in my undergrad years i you know, I've always kind of been, like, against the system, you know, just like, oh, the system blows, right? And, right. and I think every kid kind of goes, goes through that, at least the kids that I used to hang out with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think, like, kids these days just like TikTok and stuff, but <laughs> they don't really care about the system. Nah, man, they're, they're out there. Yeah, I hope you're right, you know, and I think, like... As much as things appear to be different, they're going to stay, the, the, you know, they stay the same. Yeah. And it, it just, it manifests itself in different ways and ways that we don't see and ways that we don't understand because, the, you know, I mean, we're getting older and there's a big gap there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Technology has changed and the world has changed around it as well. Yeah. But, uh, what I was saying was, Brentford, <laughs> what I was saying was, um, during undergrad years, I leaned pretty left. Yeah. What I mean left, like I wasn't, I was like exploring the idea of Marxism. I I wouldn't call myself a Marxist, right? but I was leaning pretty left and I don't, you know, we weren't friends. Like we weren't like super close when I was going to college and I was so busy and stuff. So I think like talking to you would have like really put me in my place. Maybe, maybe not. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I like to think that I've grown and I don't know, like, do you feel like that? Did you ever lean, lean left or like uh, socialist or Marxist or anything like that? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So like my, my, my political awakening kind of happened in, uh, well, in the, around 2000, 2001, uh, I, I really got my feet wet. Uh, honestly reading a lot of, uh, like Noam Chomsky and, and things of that nature. That's good. That's and, good. uh, you know, and you know, that was kind of a jumping off point. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of the direction that you're pulled in, especially if you're like a young, a, a young person who has, a, a, you know, issues with authority. Yeah. You know, because at the time I could, I could see and understand that there were issues yeah. as far as like with, with authority and, yeah. and where authority comes from and, and trying to figure these things out. And knowing that a lot of these authority figures and a lot of these things are, are illegitimate, but not really having the, like the intellectual capacity to figure out why. And, you know, that's, I just feel like that's, that's, that's the direction, especially in this, in this society, you're going to get pushed that way because 
the quote unquote like rebellious music or mm-hmm. rebellious you know individuals right. they tend to lean that way right Rage Against the Machine oh yeah I mean <laughs> you know yeah, I mean you know Rage Against the Machine and you know I mean if if you've heard of them on on the radio and they're oh. like you know a punk band or whatever else yeah you know they're they're going to be left leaning and and that's kind of in the, in the direction that took me there um it wasn't until quite a bit later that i got turned on to stuff like milton friedman uh which happened actually a little bit uh, a little bit after high school hmm. and then and then some other things you know uh that were going on with the second part of the bush administration the election there i was really going through like a just a phase where I was just looking in a lot of different directions and trying to figure things out. And at some point I arrived, uh, you know, in a position where I knew that, well, the Democrats and the Republicans, like they're both the same thing. And then having that as an understanding and then working like from that Mm. to, you know, what does that mean? Where do I go with that information? How do I apply you know what? How what actions do I commit to? Yeah. Knowing that, uh, that that kind of led me down to the path where I'm at now. Um, but you know, I think it's important. Again, you know, I mean, language is extremely important, and and, uh, and you're probably going to hear me harp on this and come back on this over and over and over again. But like your ideas of libertarianism and my ideas of libertarianism are are pretty. There's a pretty big gap between those really? two philosophies, and I, and I think that that really comes from like there's a marketed you know, mm. uh, Koch brothers version yeah. of libertarianism. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's like, it's like libertarianism light, right? It's like, it's a little bit watered down. Yeah. And I, I, I know you're not going to agree with this, but in my opinion, it's like, it, it's a good stepping stone because I don't think we could rattle the system. Like, you know, people have jobs. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they want to rattle the system that hard. You know, like I think it's a slow progression. And then, you know, once we're there at libertarian light, then we can make a decision like, okay, do we want to go all in with this idea or not? <laughs> so, so I think it's a, I, th- I think it's a, it's an interesting jumping off point, but I think if we're at the point where people are talking about, well, first of all, I, I don't agree with voting to get to anarchism. Mm. Like I don't think one votes to get to anarchism. <sighs> See, yeah, that's that's not gonna fly with like a lot of people, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the thing about it is, is yeah. and, and this is, people are anarchists. Yeah, and, and I and I believe that. Like I, I I truly believe that. I mean, we haven't gotten around to turning that corner of me saying, "Hey, yes, I'm an anarchist." But uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're about to go down that. <laughs> uh, but but I th- I think that if people want to be, um, like honest with themselves, and if they follow their moral compass to its inevitable ends. If, if they follow those philosophies, they follow their heart to those things, yeah. then they're going to arrive at anarchism. Yeah. Because every other system involves coercion and force. Yes. Anarch- anarchism yeah. is a society, I think, anarchism is a society based 100% on consent and everything works, works backwards from that consent. Yeah. And not implied consent, not social contract consent. Mm-hmm. It's this, you know, this thing that's out in the ether that, that, you somehow magically signed because you were born in this area and, and, and so now you're going to agree to all these things yeah. and you know, the powers that shouldn't be are going to constantly be changing how this contract works and you don't really have any input on it, you know, like yeah. not that, I mean, 
actual physical real contracts. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of things to decouple here. Yeah, but yeah. Continue. continue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, back to what I was saying. Like, like my political awakening started, you know, 2000, 2001, and in that time period, you know, and and continues on today. I mean, probably the three most dominant philosophies that I can think of in our society are uh, Marxism, mm -hmm. uh, utilitarianism, and nihilism, yeah. uh, and those those all those things really mesh well together uh and, and i feel like uh they kind of feed off of one another and mm -hmm. it, it kind of paints a picture uh or, or, or creates a reality that you know one leads to the other basically yeah yeah i like how you mentioned um you know one of the things that brought you to to like where you are today is this realizing that the democratic and the republican party are really two of the same at least on night like in my opinion and you might think they're really the same one every <laughs> in every standpoint but i would say on 90 percent of the things they are i 100 identical you yeah. know and I'll, uh, there's so many ways but i'll just mention one uh like the fact that the left loves government spending right they love to tax and they love to spend taxpayer dollars and if it go if there's not enough we just print more money yeah thank god for the federal reserve and the republicans and especially trump you know just going back to the election uh especially trump he did pretty much what a leftist president would have done as far as social spending and uh you know he did give us a minor tax cut but he printed just as much money as everybody else did and he put us in a deeper hole than we did with eight years of obama he spent more money in the in four years than obama did in eight years and less income because of the tax cuts so right like obviously this is this the rest of that money is coming from the federal reserve yeah so it's it's really the republicans are democrat light they're yeah. left light they're not really republicans i don't i don't i don't remember the last president we had that was like a true republican maybe like abraham lincoln <laughs> that would actually believe in small government <laughs> yeah but i mean you know <laughs> so i i don't know i mean I, I don't know that abraham lincoln's like a good representative of all that just yeah, because i don't know if false i just know he's like free slaves <laughs> right right i mean yeah and i mean you know, yeah that's there's all you and speaking know, of abraham lincoln that was a at the at that time the republican party was a third party it was not a main party right so like people were always like super anti-third party you know abraham lincoln was a third party member right right i mean and that's candidate. and and you know i think like that's actually like another example i think of just how uh how disconnected with a lot of the with a lot of philosophies about, you know, how government works and how government should work. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of there. It's not a steady up and down. Like, I mean, it's not a steady line, like to tyranny, you know, there's, there's ups and downs to <laughs> it. There's back, there, there's back and forth. To yeah. it. You know, it's, it's not just, we're going straight there kind of thing. Um, you know, give, give, we give away something and we get a little something back. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes, you know, yeah. uh, but I, I think that the, I think that 
as far as the differences between the two parties, you know, uh, I think that has to do with like, there's a philosophical mm. connection that people have with one issue, right? <laughs> you know, so people like abortion, people have, yeah, like abortion yeah. or, uh, that's gun true. rights. Yeah. Uh, there's these extremely decisive or divisive, I'm yeah. sorry, divisive issues. And, you know, people vote on a singular issue, you that's, know? And, uh, I mean, and I get it like, you know, or I'm not gonna say I get it. Like, like you kind of, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a person with a uterus. So, you know, abortion isn't, you know, it, it's not something mm. that's ever really going to affect me. And, yeah. that, and that's something I like have a, a big issue talking about. Um, cause you're a man and you shouldn't discuss these things. Well, I, it's not necessarily like a societal pressure, but you know, I feel like it, you know, it's, it's a. I should bring, we should bring somebody on with a uterus to kind of talk mm. about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if we're going to delve yeah. into that. But, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, so I'm not saying that the Republicans and the Democrats, yeah. that they're, they agree with everything or all this other stuff. I'm just saying that the, the methods in which they, they want to conduct themselves yeah. and just the sheer fact that they believe that they have, uh, they have been voted into power or however they've achieved power. And that gives them the right to violently, uh, dominate somebody else yeah to whatever political means or political ends that they have yeah and like they're both they're both fine with violence and uh group violence and collectivist systems are involved in that and collectivism in general and moving those uh, philosophies forward um so that's the issues that i have a problem with you know like i think if you're somebody in you know syria right now Hmm. Uh, do you really care whether the person dropping bombs on you is a Democrat or Republican? <laughs> and I say that yeah. because it doesn't matter because we all know that the the foreign policy is not really foreign policy hasn't been really up for grabs in yeah. in a long time. I don't know that it ever was up for grabs. Yeah, and what's what's really funny is in the it's not really funny. It's kind of depressing in the Middle East right now. Like there is an overwhelming majority of people that are extremely happy that Trump is out interesting yeah it is like family members have called me today mm. you know well, me I mean, my parents but he is pretty uh like extremely pro-israel yeah and, I, and i think that's where it's coming from yeah. i don't think it's necessarily because he's bombing syria and all these places <laughs> or complicit in what's going on with uh in, yeah. in lebanon or yeah any of the other places or in yemen or in yemen i think that's the that's the real heartache right is that Yemen is the big one. He sold right after K- Kosoji. You know, you remember when, when the journalist, you know. Yeah. So uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, at least rumor has it that Saudi Arabia killed uh, Kosoji, who was a right. uh, journalist. And he was in Turkey uh, at the time. I think he was doing something with his, like, uh, getting married or had, like, gone into the Saudi embassy. And that's where they uh, ended up killing him. At least that's what you know. The 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 uh, consensus is is that the Saudis did it because right. he knew too much information about the Saudi and the royal family and all that stuff. Um, and right after that, right, like you would think that a president would come in and say, "No more." Like this is it. You draw. You you've you've passed the line. But instead, Trump was like, "Oh no, that's totally okay." And then let's let's make this arms deal go through and you know right. it was trillions of dollars i don't remember 20 something trillion right some astronomical number 
and you know obviously i think the whole world at this point at least should know if not already know that saudi arabia is turning around with those same weapons and bombing yemen yeah for sure and you know and we do know relentlessly yeah might might i add yeah and and you know and the mainstream media and independent media has done you know, has done a job, <laughs> yeah. I'll say, on uh, talking about Yemen and, and the U.S. Uh, military forces and, and U.S. intelligence forces' involvement and what's been going on in Yemen. Uh, I mean, you know, they use our intelligence and to pick targets in mm. Yemen. Uh, we help them refuel their fighters or, or bombers, I should say. Yeah, and it's um, good that you're saying we because the government is us. We are taxpayer you know, we were complicit in this as well. Yeah, I mean... Because we, we involuntarily or voluntarily give up our tax dollars for this process. Right. And, you know, I mean... And I have an issue with that. Me too. And, <laughs> and, I, feel, and I feel weird. Uh, you know, sometimes I feel like it's a misnomer when I say we because I, I don't want to have any part of that or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, obviously it's not good to say we. You know, right. It doesn't feel good in your, in your little heart and your tummy, but it's we. We yeah. pay federal income tax and this is where it goes right absolutely uh i mean there's just uh there's a lot to unpack behind that the whole yeah. we thing you know yeah. um especially it's, it's like giving having the views that i do yeah know? yeah but yeah and, and on, i mean you know you bring a kind of humanitarian aspect to it right e- even though you know anarchy sounds crazy to a lot of people and people get scared of that but you bring a human side of that yeah. because i mean it's a libertarian aspect as well, where you say you you vote with your feet, you vote with your money. Right. You know, that's kind of the good thing about capitalism. But under socialism, you don't get to choose. You, and that's what we have. You know, we have an involuntary tax system that you have to put in money, and wherever it goes, you cannot decide. It's the powers that be. And I think, you know, going back to the whole Marxist thing, I think that's what, that's like the main thing I... I hope to like grab some people off of Marxism because of that. It's like Marxism is supposed to like equalize the playing field. But, you know, if you have a government, you have someone who has control, you have somebody who's able to take your money and use it in their own interests or their own whatever agenda. And, and, and I think that's, that's the same thing as like, you know, what Marxism is literally trying to defeat, or socialism. Right. I, and, you know, I think that that's, like, like, that's, his, like, historically that's been an issue with, with those isms, you know, yeah. is uh, they, they, there's kind of this choke point where there has to be a consolidation of wealth. And when that con- consolidation of wealth happens, the government confiscates all wealth, right? Confiscates all wealth and all land. Yeah. And then, you know, that that's where it ends. Yeah. But that's that's not where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I think it's important too to make a distinction between a government and its people, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so true. like, I'm, I'm kind of like torn between that. And then there's like loaded words like capitalism and things like that. Yeah. Like I, I can't tell you how many times I've had, I've, I've tried to talk to somebody about capitalism versus communism or capitalism versus socialism. And we spend an hour trying to figure out, what the definition of capitalism is, oh my right? God, really? Because it's it, it, it's this big loaded word, right? Yeah. You know, and and honestly, I think that it's it's really a misnomer. 
you know, uh, just because, you know, as far as what capital is and what, you know, what capitalism is, it's, I, I just don't know that it's really the, the best way to describe what I'm talking about or what I'm trying to articulate. Yeah. So a lot of times I use euphemisms like free market or right. things like that. But I think it's important uh, if we're trying to, if we're trying to reach people with these philosophies, yeah, I think that the idea of a consent-based culture yes. is important, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a little bit easier of a pill to swallow for people <laughs> than capitalism than, than than trying to give them capitalism. Yeah, because like you know, I mean, if all you know about capitalism is the type of crony capitalism that's existed here, you know, in the United States and Europe and whatever else, yeah, then like that's not real capitalism. Well, yeah, but I mean, but how many times? has a country in Europe set up a socialist system, right? Yeah. And then, like, they don't do it right or whatever, right? So that's not <laughs> or, real. Or Venezuela. Right. <laughs> they but, didn't do socialism right there. But I don't like the argument of that's not real socialism or that's not real capitalism. Okay, know? yeah. Um, because, Continue. you know, if, if like, if we're going to be able to say that for capitalism, but we're not going to allow that argument for socialism, <laughs> right. I feel like it's a little unfair. That's true. But... But in, would you agree that that is socialism though? That is, or is that the wrong implementation of socialism? So, so here's the thing, right? So there's, there's a lot of different ideas about what anarchism can look like, right? Yeah. And that there's like, there's uh, anarcho-communist and there's uh, anarcho-capitalist and there's uh, all these different separations in between and outside of those things, mm-hmm. right? And I think that the way that you organize your own community, as long as it's consent based, I don't care what you call it, you know, like yeah, you, you okay. can, you can have, a, you, yeah. can, you can have a system, right? So like, and there's a lot of like loose definitions of like government and what that is or, or what that right. is not. Right. Yeah. So if it's like five people living in a community and they want to be a government and they want to be socialist and they want to do, you know, and they, yeah. and like to them, it's just sharing. Right. Yeah. That's fine. Like I'm cool yeah. with that. Like the, I say this all the time, by the way, I don't want to, I hate to cut you off, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I always tell like people that I'm explaining, you know, anarchy or, or capitalism or whatever, any of those ideas to somebody, I'm like, okay, but that's at like, a governmental level. When it comes to like me and my friends and my family, I'm a socialist hundred percent. Like if my brother, or if you come to me and say, Hey man, I need a thousand dollars for whatever or a hundred dollars for whatever purpose i'm not gonna be like no no no, you can't have that i'm right. gonna be like oh you're in need i'm gonna give that to you right now on the spot right you know so in that sense i'm socialist absolutely yeah. when it comes to like me and my crew <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean you know and and and, that, and that's the those are like important distinctions right you know mm-hmm. and like I, so I, I don't want to harp on all these things because, you know, I, I try to get past all these labels because I think like in the same way that like they use different labels to separate, you know, it, it, it's just a method of, of dividing people. Yeah. And I think like if, if we're looking at it as in like, Hey, there's that socialist camp and that like, communist camp and yeah, yeah there's yeah. the cap, there's the capitalist over here and then there's the, yeah. the ANCOMs and the and the ANCAPs and blah, blah, blah. It's like all this yeah. division. And it's then like, you have like a free market <laughs> of, uh, of governments. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that's where like this real, uh, the states come into play, especially like under a libertarian idea that you don't, you have a very minimal, um, 
federal government, but the states have the ability to do whatever they want to do. I think that was at least what the founding fathers envisioned of like the state government can do whatever they want to do to their own people, you know, under whatever right. government or whatever uh, economic system. Right. Um, so like, you know, I, I believe in a free market of ideas and I believe in like a free market of government. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that like, you know, if we, the, the issue with socialism and communism and a lot of these other things is, is that there is uh, mandatory participation and the systems cannot exist without mandatory participation. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm being nice when I'm saying that, uh, I think we all can kind of read between the lines what mandatory participation <laughs> means, but, uh, what, what I'm saying, uh, you know, we can, if if we can give these ideas a chance to to exist together, right? Mm -hmm. um, I I think that uh, I just I, I think that eventually, you know, these labels are going to fall away. I'm just, yeah. you know, I think that these these ideas and these concepts. Um, do you think this is a utopian type of idea, or do you think this is possible? So, I think it's entirely possible, and I think that because people live in a state of anarchy already. Like, I truly believe that. Okay, um, clarify. Um, Dive into it. So, there's not a government agent in your house. Mm -hmm. There's not a government agent with you, in, in, you know, when you're riding the bus to work. That's true, yeah. There's not a government agent in between you and the people you interact with socially, right? Like, we do most of our interactions and transactions daily life without, without a government without government right yeah i mean um, they might be indirectly playing a, a role in that but they're not directly right and and, with us. and you know and i can i can i can throw some more statistics out there and stuff like that like you know uh something like half of all transactions uh are gray market or black market transactions you know yeah so that's like again you're you're bucking the system and you're doing all this stuff you mean like under the table type of stuff? Or what, what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're supposed to report to the IRS, you know, if we have, you know, if, if we have a, if, if we take in more than $600 or something like that, yeah. I think that's the number we're supposed to mm -hmm. report that as. Like someone gives something as to you? income, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a good citizen, so I do that every time <laughs> and I do everything that I'm supposed to, but, uh. I know that the majority of people probably do not, yeah. you know, and I mean, not to mention that the, the, the amount of people in your day to day life that are involved in the illicit drug trade, uh, either as a consumer of illicit drugs or, you know, a, a, as somebody who, uh, secures illicit drugs via a prescription or whatever else, you know, and that's just, you know, that's just a small example, right? Um, so they're a participant in the drug trade? Well, I mean, they're either a consumer of illicit drugs or they are somebody who uses a prescription or, you know. Like illegally? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, so, like, under the, let's just say, obviously marijuana comes to mind, but also, right. like, uh, like taking pain meds. If somebody, like, right. if it's prescribed to person A, person B also has some minor pain, you legally cannot give that person right. that drug. Right. Yeah, I mean, so I'm and, with you now, and that's just like a that's just like a. Uh, I hope that clarified, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's just a small example, but you know, I mean, tip money. You know how yeah. many how many mm. times do you go do you go to some place and you tip somebody? Yeah, 
Do you are think they that reporting that, that to the IRS? Right. Are they reporting That's that, true. especially if it's cash or something like that? Yeah. I mean, and not to mention like all the different deals of like, oh, hey man, um, if you let me borrow, uh, mm-hmm. if you let me borrow this and I'll let you borrow that, Yeah. you know, oh, hey, uh, if you let me borrow your weed whacker, then I'll mow your lawn. Or, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just all these different yeah, things are gray true. market, black market transactions. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, I can't remember exactly where this came from, this, this, this idea, this concept, hmm. but being an anarchist is, is two things, right? So number one, it's, uh, actively participating outside of the system in, in some aspect or, uh, you know, without the system. And then the other part of it is knowing that that's what you're doing and the philosophy behind that. Right. Mm. And I think, you know, people look at government in a, in a bunch of different ways. And I think a lot of people view government as, Hey, it's just people, right? Like it's, it's just us. We're just up there doing that and that kind of thing. Right. And uh, a lot of people, you know, I wish it was kind of like that. Have like a loose belief still left in the system, right? And yeah. and you know, I I try to really drive home that those people aren't us. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like I think at one point in time we had like farmers, you know, be politicians, or even as far back as Jimmy Carter, he was a pe- he was sold to us as a peanut farmer that was going to, uh, you know, be the outsider, you know, kind of like what Trump was supposed to be. Yeah, or or Reagan. I mean, but yeah, yeah I mean, and it's just like that's not that's like a dying art. It's politician. It's like a, a it's a career now. Yeah, I it's mean, an actual career. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a hundred percent that. Um, and not just a career. Like, yeah, they're getting taxpayer dollar, but how many of those people also get money from, you know, conflict of interest and uh, from corporations, from foreign governments? Right. Like, the left completely just bypassed the whole hunter biden laptop thing and as far as like yeah i'm kind of pissed off about that but also this is what the government does like this there's no surprise to this and that's while he was a vice president he had that much power and and that much influence and that much corruption so now that he's our president right well (laughs) one of the other things too and and you know and i was i was trying to bring this up earlier and i kind of got lost in the sauce about it but I think that when you go and you look at uh, like big tech, like Fang, uh, mm-hmm. Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, yeah, those companies, uh, when you look at them, you know, they have a bad habit of using algorithmic censorship or whatever else. And, yes, and you know, and I think Twitter or YouTube. They ended up pulling like videos. Yeah, I mean that we're talking about the Hunter Biden thing and right and and I mean YouTube has been you know I don't even like calling it YouTube anymore. Uh, you know I like their tube. Yeah, them them tube. <laughs> you know because like I, like oh my gosh part of my political awakening occurred in you know in the early two thousands when YouTube was in its infancy around two thousand five. Yeah, and I, without the internet being in the state that it was, I would have never. Well, I'm not going to say I would have never, but I would have not arrived at the, with the mature philosophies that I have now without the internet at that point being yeah. free and open. Right? Yeah. And now, I mean, we're seeing a big clamp down on that. Yeah. And that's true. You know, but I mean, I think there are ways outside to get yeah, the truth. 
I agree. And I mean, I've got, I mean, I've got a laundry list of websites that I could give off right now <laughs> that are going to be alternatives to, you know, uh, yeah, hopefully one day I'll have a website and you know, we can share links absolutely and then watch the government like crack down on those links and like oh yeah this is a so, but but that's the thing though yeah. i mean you know that we have to get out now and, yeah. and get the information out to people that's true because i think the future uh, i mean not of just the internet but of just like freedom yeah is dependent on mesh networks yeah and things like ipfs yeah. uh you know we have to be able to get an immutable um uncensorable system that's act that, that people can access yeah you know and 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 a lot of that means giving up a little bit of convenience you know i mean mm. everybody's gotten kind of accustomed to the way that google does stuff right yeah and then you've got super convenient and it looks pretty now and they have yeah <laughs> we were just talking about the the ufc like how it looks yeah you can see um like you know you can click on the main card what's going on right now or like you can go to the prelims and see who got knocked out and submissions and all that. Like yeah. it's a pretty little graph. But then you were like, oh, no, you don't have to go to Google for that. Wikipedia has it. So, yeah. You know, I mean, you can look up fight that. results on. Yeah. But I mean, Wikipedia is not really that much. I mean, it's not better off, really. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. And, and that's the mm. other thing we got to be careful of. You know, I mean, YouTube itself. I mean, I, I can think of, I mean, two good alternatives to YouTube. One of them is going to be BitChute, which is uh, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E dot com. BitChute. Um, it's, uh, is it like bit yeah. first? Okay. Cause it sounds like you're saying like female dog. No, no, okay. no, no. B I T C H U T. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. like a laundry shoot, the bit shoot. Um, and it's, it's kind of a, the way that, um, bit shoot works, I think is it has something, to, I'm not really super technical as far as how it works. Um, is it using like crypto or not crypto, but, uh, uh, like a blockchain technology yeah, to like so not track. It uses peer-to-peer web torrent technology oh. is the way that they put it. Um, uh, and you know, what's really funny about it though, is like, uh, I just, I just pulled it up on uh, Wikipedia and you know what it says? What? It says it's a video hosting service known for accommodating far right individuals and conspiracy <laughs> theorists. Of course. Let's... Uh, also for hosting hateful material. Um, See, and now I want to talk to you about that because I think there is like a free speech version of Twitter where they're not censoring anybody, right. but there's like so much hatred out there on that platform. Right. And like, it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want my kids, <laughs> my theoretical kids that I don't have right now, you know, getting on that or, you know, seeing all kinds of weird stuff. And, right. you know, I think that's, a, that's unfortunate. And I hope one day and hopefully we can like maybe iron this out and create a platform or something where people can, um, you know, use their ability for free speech and not be so absolutely toxic. Well, I mean, so, you know, so here's the thing, and right? I, and, oh, is we know for ahead. a fact that there are paid government agents whose job is to sit down and troll. Uh, and and uh, I remember uh, early YouTube, like yeah. in, in, in 2005 and beyond, and, you know, there was... There was some hatred. There was some wild stuff. There was some vitriol out there, right? Okay. Is but this a conspiracy theory? Or is this like it's proven? Like it's declassified now? Or like... so, I, I I can't remember a, a specific article or what okay. I'm talking about. Uh, but there is a. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. It's it's basically like um, it, it's a, it's an arm of either Homeland Security. Of 
DIA, NSA, something of that nature. Um, but I mean, there's full, you know, there's, you know, just rooms of people and all their job is to do online is to post stuff and whatever else. Right. Um, so it's kind of like the, uh, I think it's the IRA, the internet research agency mm -hmm. in, in, in Russia. It's like the equivalent of that, right? Same program here. Sure. And I mean, uh, pretty obvious that the, at least it's common sense. If Rush is doing it, hundred percent, we're also doing that. Yeah, uh, I, I can't remember the specific name of a program though. It, it probably something that I could uh, that I might be able to pull up at you know or, or bring up later on, like maybe in another episode, just to reference back to it. Yeah. But it is something that exists. It is uh, out there in the uh, public domain. In it's, the ether. Yeah, it's out there in the ether somewhere, <laughs> and I haven't. You know, I haven't, uh, you know, I, we don't receive any special intel or anything like that. We don't have any contacts or anything like that. So, yeah. uh, but it is something that is, is more or less common knowledge if you search, search it out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you know, that's, I think, a big part of it, uh, that people are seeing the power of the Internet and YouTube and free speech on the, on the, on, uh, on the Internet and seeing, like, how it can like motivate uh, people to you know to do all kinds of stuff. Um, I, I mean, I I think that a lot of this though, like you know, we were talking about like having kids and like I don't want them on there doing this and then with that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what good parents are supposed to do, right? Yeah. Like you know, people you know people aren't doing that these days. <laughs> yeah, and well, I mean, I'm not gonna say that. I'm just saying that like some people aren't doing that. These convenience, days. Yeah. right? Like a lot of these things that we're talking about is a choice that people are going to have to make, right? Like, so you might not be able to find every video that you want to find on BitChute, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, another one that I was going to talk about was library, um, which I'm sure... So is, is, let's, let, before you continue, on BitChute, is it like the same videos as YouTube? Is it like that massive? Because I think that's the kind of big benefit of YouTube, right? Is like you can literally find everything. If The other day, I was trying to paint my garage floor and I found hundreds of videos i mean the diy community is strong on youtube oh, so sure. is it is it just like can you find anything uh, i mean you can find a bunch of stuff on there right so there are gaming platforms there are you know like it said before there are there are you know uh there are definitely far-right people and definitely hate groups on there but yeah. i mean i think that that like everything is uh, technology is a double-sided sword right okay you know just like double-sided swords. I know right? there's hatred, of course. There's hatred even on YouTube. Yeah, but the, but that's but, what I'm saying. But like, is there videos that are like helpful for the 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 like let let's take this as an example, like people using Google, and I think a better alternative to that is GoDuckGo. So DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Yeah. Like I don't even know what it. You know, I barely started <laughs> yeah. using it. So DuckDuckGo has its own issues, and I think now like it's. Um, it was a good alternative, but now it's really more or less becoming Google Live yeah. the way that it curtails okay. its search. Let's let's exclude that part of that conversation. Right. <laughs> so you can pretty much do the same thing on DuckDuckGo as you can on Google, at least 90% of it, let's say. Right. Is BitChute just as good as YouTube in that sense, where you can do you can find the same videos and maybe even more? No, it's like it's like so, it's its own it's so, its own platform. So it's going to be a smaller, like it's going to be a smaller community. But the thing about it is, is that you have cr uh, creators uh, leaving YouTube all the time. 
mm. and heading towards Patreon, BitChute, or yeah. Library, or, yeah. you know. Or creating their own platform. Or, or creating their own platform. Yeah. Uh, another one, too, that I see a lot of people go into is, like, Storyfire. Um, and, like, you know, we kind of, we have to, we have to be uncomfortable a little bit right we have to find new routines yeah that's true yeah and you know it's like that the internet's been around for that long either i mean it's only been around for what 20 30 years uh, like at least the real internet what in some early 90s i think was when the internet the dot-com yeah you know World Wide web all that stuff really came along and right um but i mean this this whole it's thing. not like the habits are ingrained you know in our dna where we're fighting millions right. of years of <laughs> of like ancestry history that were you know it's like an evolutionary trait that we yeah. want to go to youtube yeah, yeah. No, uh... i mean i mean i was alive and i'm pretty young you know i was alive when the internet really came around yeah yeah absolutely so uh, it's not like you know yes it's been around since i was you know of, of age right and you know kids these days are growing up with the internet but i don't know i think it takes a if people want socialism because it's like the right thing to do and you know be noble and they want to be um you know they want to like not give money to bad corporations and give their money to good corporations i think we can handle doing this just changing the platforms that we use yeah and i mean and and i don't think that there is a thing like this another thing too is like you know this is probably going to come up a lot for me is I don't think there is one answer. Right. Yeah. So I don't think that bit shoot is going to be a place yeah. replace replacement well, for YouTube. Right. Free market. I think that there needs to be multiple different platforms. Yeah. And I mean, I remember what's the odds of bit shoot becoming another YouTube. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's why competition is really important. And I think, you know, one day we'll talk about this maybe today where we can talk about how the government really interfered with the internet and that, was how we be how we got the big tech companies instead of having a free market on the internet. Yeah, I mean that could that I mean again that could be a podcast within itself, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll save that for later. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that for now. But I mean, uh, yeah, definitely government interference, and uh, you know, I mean at the very least, um, there were sweetheart deals, and you know, a lot of just weird. Right weird stuff that's what the government dubs does especially and it props up s- certain key players in industry and really turns it into monopoly yeah i mean or mon- if not monopoly it's a strong advantage in that industry right i mean and you know and that's how it works though i mean you cannot you know we're taught in school right that that capitalism is great uh competition monop- monopolies right oh oh, oh really and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, like the end goal. That, that no, was... it's like the government creates monopolies. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah, you, like the government is a monopoly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the government itself is a monopoly. There's yeah. no free market in the mono- in in the government. It's a monopoly on force, monopoly on courts, monopoly on, you know, uh, the EPA, yeah, the mean, SEC, yeah. I mean, the IRS, every regulatory agency, uh, every current, you know, our currencies uh-huh. and how they're controlled and regulated and yeah. all. That, all Oof, all that stuff uh that yeah there's no competition in that but you know and another one you know and i'm, I'm going to plug these platforms just because i i, I mean it's something that I, I want people to to be thinking about and i want people yeah. to be moving towards and this is an easy thing to do uh, another one a website you can go to is library.tv which is lbry.tv 
Uh, and again, like L B R Y. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So it's like a shortened abbreviated version of library. Right. Okay. Um, so, you know, and again, like I, I don't necessarily believe in all the philosophies of, of, of these platforms and everything that they do. Right. Um, especially if they have a political leaning, right. Uh, I'm just saying that there's other stuff out there besides YouTube when you want to yeah. look at videos, right? Okay. I mean, it's, it's, and this is specifically on like ideas and that kind of thing. I mean, it's just all kinds of different stuff. I mean, okay. So there's other stuff too. I mean, it's not just politics. There's going to be people who talk about gaming and. Is there anything X-rated on that? No. Okay. So uh, we, need, we need to give a right. Yeah. A sensory, not safe for work. Um, you know. Right. Keep it halal. Uh, yeah um that for sure uh or at least we're gonna try yeah but you know so we uh you know i i just want people to be out here looking for alternatives to all this stuff because i think you know the internet is 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 at our fingertips and you know we can do whatever we want to to a certain degree on it now right um i don't know that that's that the internet's going to be like that way forever yeah and we have to go ahead and you know youtube is Every day, somebody's getting removed on YouTube for posting something that violates their terms of use, which their terms of use or whatever they decide at that moment. Yeah. Um, hey, let me ask you something. What you got? How do you feel about net neutrality? And net neutrality being um, the idea that a company can pay an internet, an ISP to have like faster connection you know i don't know the technical terms but a faster bandwidth like a, a faster uh more bandwidth and a faster path to let's say netflix right uh and that way people can stream faster and that kind of thing like it in one side of it right this is free market right the the, the competition has arose and a company says i'm gonna use this I'm going to use my money to right. get what I want. This sounds democratic, right? But is the internet like a public utility? Like, how do we look at this? So, <laughs> so I think before we even think about net neutrality, we have to look at it in the context of how there's a monopoly on, uh, internet, uh, what's it called on fiber optics, right? And internet companies. Okay. There's, ISPs. There's, there's a monopoly internet on service ISPs. providers. Yeah. For those that don't know. Okay. Yeah. There's a monopoly on ISPs. And yeah. I think that that issue if if there was not a monopoly so let me guess the government ISP. has something to do with this yes okay. so you know the government grants contracts to who can <laughs> set up isps and who can move what into what area right this is going to be a very common theme in this every i feel like every problem boils down somehow but to the government has something to do with this i don't think the free market ever well i think we can crap on the free market too i think we can talk about some downsides uh, you know i mean maybe not necessarily the free market but i mean there, there's going to be issues of like crony capitalism and i think like well whoa, whoa, whoa. that's totally different right <laughs> and i really want to clarify this because people are relentless against capitalism and when i say people i really mean like marxists and socialists and i i always every time i see it <laughs> I stop doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time I see somebody on the internet, especially my friends, if they're like, oh, guys, what capitalism gives us. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. There is a difference between free market capitalism and crony capitalism. And really, crony capitalism is a lot closer, in my opinion, to 
socialism than it is capitalism. I mean, I agree too. Uh, and and I and I I, can't, I have a lot of people in mind who I want to bring here in this room and talk about this yeah. because I want people to really understand this idea that your anger towards capitalism is not really capitalism. Your anger is towards crony capitalism, and everybody. Right. Is against crony capitalism. The only people that are for crony capitalism, the people that are winning, the people that are winning are the politicians and the people that have the power. Right. This is not free market at all. Right. Sorry, I want to clarify uh, that. No, you're good. I mean, and, 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 and back to the point, right? Is I think we can also crap on free market capitalism. Like, it's not the sense that we. It's not capitalism's problem. It's the people's problem for letting something like this happen. And I think this is where intelligence and awareness and you know, forget about regulations. I think there should be like free market regulations, right? With with the individual, but also uh, what's not, who's who's not, who is stopping a better form of the EPA from arising to educate people and say, hey, this company is doing this and it's affecting this community. Do not buy anything from them. Let's buy for somebody else. Right. Plus, free market capitalism also includes the uh, the ability, and I think this is what checks capitalism is being able to file liability claims and you know take people to court if they're if and I and I don't know how it works in the anarchy um, state, but in the libertarian state, there is there, that's how regulation happens. Nobody or a company can't like disappear in my neighborhood and just start blowing smog into my air. Right. Okay. So I can sue that company for the damages that were done for doing that. Right. And that what that's what keeps a check on that. I don't know how anarchy handles that. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so Murray Rothbard had a lot of ideas in regards to a lot of these things, but I mean, ultimately, uh, I think that there's not going to be a a corporation is going to want to show up and start blowing smog out because... But why? There's profits and money involved. And we can make a lot of money right here in this neighborhood if we can blow all the smoke in your air. Ultimately, though, I think it's not in the best interest uh, if you're in a capitalist system to kill your consumer or yeah. to harm your consumer. Yeah. And I think that... There is a cost to damaging this planet. Right. And, and Which I, is ex- existential. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But hopefully we can, like, you know, not even get to existential, but... Let's say, like, polluting a river. Yeah. There's a reason why you wouldn't want to do that. Right. But, and, yeah, go ahead. I mean, and, and, and there's just a bunch of sticky situations like this, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, and so I think that, like, there should be a level of criminal liability involved in those things as well, right? Not just civil liability. Uh, if you poison somebody with your product and they die, yeah. uh, I mean... You should be able to, like... Like, people your should... Your family should be able to recuperate from that yeah. or, like... Well, I mean, you know, probably somebody should should have to be, you know, there should there should be a court. Yeah. People should be held liable, uh, yeah. criminally and civilly. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, and that's that's the kind of thing that that. So, that, you 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 mentioned previously that like there should be a free market of courts. How does that exactly work? So, like, who's to say like um, the company the that's polluting your water or your air or whatever. They want to use a different court than what you want to use. So they could. Um, and, and let me tell you how this is going to work, right? Yeah. So uh, landowners, people who own land, yeah. uh, p- 
people who have, you know, incorporated areas are set up, right? They'll have a list of bylaws or a list of rules, right? And if you want to live in this community, you have to follow these rules. Okay, so it's by... So instead of there being a, a an elusive, you know, um, imaginary implied contract, we do actual real physical contracts on everything. But that's kind of hard, right? Like how many contracts are you going to have to write? I mean, I guess there's lawyers... Well, I mean, maybe, that maybe, already, maybe, yeah. I mean, how many contracts exist now, right? Like, did you know that there's 150 law firms in DC that write regulations and laws for the capital? Absolutely, yeah. So I guess that's where they can find un- uh, employment, right? Um, but I mean, <laughs> can write contracts under the society. <laughs> you know, I mean, we don't. Me and you wouldn't have to have a physical contract if me and you wanted to on our land wanted to do something right yeah we would be good with a handshake yeah because we know each yeah, other and we have true. you know what i'm saying uh well we do that like now exactly we're friends and you know i've never signed a contract with you and i never need to do that I never need to get anything notarized that right. you said this and said that so yeah yeah but i mean you know i mean and there's just you know you would just but i think so people people will have a problem with like especially the environment i think it's like the one issue that like tugs at everyone's heart right is the environment <laughs> so so i agree with that and I think that a lot of that, you know, may or may not be uh, having to do with, you know, this feeling that we all have as far as like wanting to, wanting to care for each other and wanting to take care of one another, right? And you know, I, I think that a lot of people also want to leave this place better than you know than how yeah, they received it, right? Yeah, about the greedy capital, greedy capitalists. I, I I think in a system where they're not protected by the government, it'll be in their own best interest to not pollute. Yeah. Um, but I, people aren't going to buy. I mean, just for their best interest. Nuclear power in itself, right? Like people uh-huh. talk about, like people want to talk about, like you know, greenhouse gases and things of that nature. And you know, we can have that conversation at some point if, if we want to dedicate an episode to it. Uh, but people, and I feel weird saying this, right? But uh, I don't feel like a lot of people care about environmental stuff like uh, nuclear waste, right? Nuclear waste is probably like the most hazardous material on the face of the earth, right? But it can be contained and it can be stored properly. And hopefully there is a technology that comes one day that can properly get rid of this waste or do something productive with it. So like, <laughs> um, and you know, I'm, I'm probably wrong. And, and, and let me clarify too. Nuclear waste is the only waste from energy sources that can be contained. You cannot contain solar solar panels. You cannot contain, I don't know, waste from coal and from oil. Right. Like I, I saw something the other day where they were saying solar panels that can make it to the ocean are like extremely hazardous for the fish and the environment there because it's full of lead right. and full of like all these hazardous heavy metals that are going to end up contaminating. So like... Even something as green and beautiful as solar, solar energy, you know, the Green New Deal, uh, right. it also has downfalls. And there's always, and I think this is also going to be a recurring theme, is there's always unintended consequences with any kind of like regulation or any kind of, any kind of uh, issue. Like any solution has an unintended consequence, especially the, con- the, con- the unintended cons- consequences that the federal government has in their solutions right uh i mean and i think that's also like you know i 
I'm going to put unintended consequences in air quotes here because I don't really think that that's necessarily true for a lot of these yeah, things. That's true. I mean, sometimes they, I, I feel like they are intentional, well, but there are some things that also may have come from a good place or like, you know, the people wanted it and it came from a good place, but there were, you know, consequences either now or 10 years from now or 20 years from now. Right. So sometimes... You know, I, I don't know. I mean, we can probably talk about uh, individual cases where you know this wasn't an unintended consequence, and this wasn't a, a, a intended consequence. Then we, we, I think it's a scenario by scenario basis. But yeah, continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, you're good, man. Um, what uh, What I was gonna say is that like Hanford, right? Hanford is a uh, it's it's a nuclear waste site uh, in the U.S. and uh, I cannot tell you in the past 10 years how many articles I've read mm. about Hanford may be leaking, uh-huh. Hanford may be doing this, yeah. and it, this one right, I'm looking at one right now. Uh, yeah, I think there's definitely problems with that, right? I mean, you don't want like yeah, uranium <laughs> like leaking you, into the soil and the water tables and all these things. Right. So, uh, but I mean, this this article right now that I'm looking at, it's from October 6, 2020. Uh, it's an AP news article. So what is that? A month ago. Yeah. So exactly a month ago. It's you know a, a decommissioned nuclear site in Washington State could face immediate uh, issues as uh, double shell tanks holding high level radioactive waste deteriorate. So a who's report, who's the blame here? A report by the Department of Energy shows. Who can we blame? Well, I'm not trying to blame any, blame anybody, but I just think is that, it just a downfile a downside to that technology using nuclear? So, I, and without getting too crazy into this because you know again this is another thing that we yeah. could have in a we need, we need, a, we need to do that because there's a lot about one. energy that we need to talk about yeah. but um you know there's right now uh as far as uh as far as uh nuclear waste and things like that goes it seems like there it, it's kind of the subject of de-emphasis for a lot of environmentalists and would-be environmentalists or people who you know, uh, try to act like they're caring about the environment. Um, you know, and, and nuclear energy in itself, um, there's a lot of issues that go along with it, a lot of risks, right? And I think that that, and and I think like without, without having to dive just super deep into this and, and give a long drawn out explanation is that nuclear energy in the way it exists right now, I don't think would exist this way. Yeah. If nuclear weapons were not a thing. Um, and I think that mm. the byproducts of uh, nuclear power plants lend themselves and the processes lend themselves to that's interesting because uh, to, to, to the development of nuclear weapons for um, the minimal research that I've done I've always heard that <clears throat> nuclear energy is not like the same as nuclear bombs you know it's two different things it's two different processes or yeah um <sighs> You know, it's it's not it's even though it's nuclear, the word is the same. Like the industry is totally different, right? Um, I don't, uh, and I don't know enough about this. I think we, we I need to. Do I mean, some honestly, yeah. honestly, but, you know, like I said, I could spend a whole we could do a whole three hour yeah. podcast just talking about nuclear yeah. energy and how that all, how all that stuff works. I and think we should because why I think the way that I do about that. Because um, where I stand right now, and just to clarify, is I think nuclear. And again, this is in this is in November of 2020. Where I stand right now is nuclear is the way to go. 
Okay. It's the cleanest energy source that we have right now. And I think all the disasters that have happened, Fukushima, um, uh, not Chechnya, uh, Chernobyl, Chernobyl, those I think leave a bad impression of nuclear and like what could go wrong. But when you look at like what those accidents really like Fukushima, for example, I think was a blessing in disguise because it could have gone, I think a lot worse, um, where, you know, people apparently, and this is what I've read <laughs> and he probably pulled up some sources, but what I've seen is the, there were people that were injured in the escape of, uh, like w during the evacuation, like they didn't really die from the, uh, the radiation and there weren't like unintended consequences from that disaster. And, you know, when they, when they talk about, um, uh, Chernobyl, they say, you know, it was using like outdated technology and like there were like zero fail safes and that kind of thing. So like, okay, we learn from these things and we move forward. Like, okay, let's have, <laughs> you can move the mic. That's fine. So mic is off right now. Uh, move, move it up a little bit. The mic itself, like towards your face. Okay. 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 So what I was saying was, uh, we learn from those mistakes, right? We we put in better evacuation plans, and Mike's slipping. Should I should I stop this or should we get going? Well, let's, let's, Do you need a minute? We'll just put a note in there. Nah, it's okay. Let, let it run, man. Uh, so we'll do it live. There's <laughs> so there's unintended consequences. Um, uh, sorry. Well, that's totally different too. Now I hit my mic. <laughs> <laughs> so we learn from those mistakes. We we're new guys. We're yeah, new this. this is episode one. Forgive us. Um, we learn from those mistakes. And those mistakes, you know, we, we, we put in better plans for evacuation. We put in uh, better fail safes when things do go wrong, you know. And I think the technology has increased. And, you know, where we live, we're a few hundred miles from a nuclear reactor. Have you ever been, like, worried for your life that that thing is going to burn up? I haven't. And it's been running. And we have top-notch engineers there that are doing a good job. Yes. But I'm, I'm always worried about everything. Yeah, I mean, of course you are. And, you know, I mean, they, of course there's a risk is always there. But I could get... My my wife today sent me a picture of her old co-worker who passed away, who who died in a car accident yesterday, last night. Right. Got hit by an 18-wheeler. Risks are all around us. It is unfortunate. Sure. And that is what, you know, this life... There's only one thing that's certain in this life, and that is our eventual death. And taxes. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> not under the government that we want. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, risk is all around us. I drive a motorcycle. We all drive cars. Right. Death is always at our door. You oh. don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, uh, so... I, I agree, like, as far as your risk assessment goes, but 
I just think that there's... We shouldn't volunteer for yeah. death. Like, I, let me correct that. We shouldn't volunteer. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that there's, like, there's calculated risks involved in a lot of things that we do, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a certain, like, risk-reward for it. Yeah, um, and, I, and that's why I think nuclear's the way to go. And I, and I think <laughs> that we talk a lot about, like, you know, we, we're going to talk a lot about ideal, right? Yeah. Um, because we're kind of, you know, especially the subject matter that we're going to talk about, it, it's going to end up being philosophical. Yeah. You know, it's all theoretical. Be philosophical and theoretical. Right. So, uh, if there are better methods out there, right. And they may or not, may or may not be cheaper. Uh, they may or may not afford the individual an ability, uh, to be able to take care of, you know, his, his own or her own property. Yeah. Uh, you know, indefinitely with with little maintenance and you know little manpower as far as far as you know maintaining and 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 doing that then we should probably attack those things because one of the things that that i would i think that a lot of what we're what we're lacking um individuals as in a society is this kind of attitude about like well you know let's figure it out you know like uh or or, or i'm gonna figure it out and i think that you know it's scary to try to give up a lot of these conveniences or a lot of these things that are the way that we're used to doing them um and we're gonna have to make the tough choice between what's more convenient and what's what's more right or what or what what's the right direction for freedom right yeah and i think and i think and i think in the nuclear question right like you can't decentralize nuclear power right you might be able to right there 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 could be some way that we could do that you mean like i have a nuclear reactor in my backyard and i can power myself sure (laughs) so so decentralization right is like that's what that's the technology might get there one day And, and like i believe in the future hundred years from now, cars are going to be like, they're going to have nuclear reactors in their engines because if we're going to outlaw fossil fuels, fallout did it really? Yeah. All the cars and stuff in fallout, all were mini nuclear reactors. Dude, I had no idea. I haven't played a game in a long time. Now, but... now if you didn't know, now, you know, Dang. see, so they know, <laughs> they know what's up. No, but you know, if we are really going to ban fossil fuels, like the green new deal wants to do, right wind is not always blowing sun is not always beaming that's why you do both okay but okay germany did that germany put in more solar panels and windmills and even though they did all that there was a year that was horrendous for both it was not sunny and it was not windy so they spent all these billions of dollars on trying to be green and all that so, and it never worked and right now we our battery technology is not there to store that energy go ahead so you're here, sitting here telling me that that the government had this like plan <laughs> to like do this thing uh-huh. and it didn't work out the way that they wanted to mm, sounds like a unfamiliar story well all, all i'm trying to say is this is like like trying to centralize yeah. solar and centralize wind energy yeah you're gonna fail okay, it's not but, practical on a large scale on an individual scale it is practical 
Okay, that's true. Like, but even then, okay, I can put solar panels on this on this roof. Right. Is that gonna be enough to live off the grid? It can be. In tandem with what a generator. Uh, I mean, you could do you could do that with wind energy and with uh, you could have a, a propane generator mm. or or diesel diesel or biofuel or mm. I mean there there are I mean again like yeah. it, I don't think that the the solution to is one to centralized energy is we're going to just oh we're all gonna just everybody's gonna have a bunch of solar panels in their backyard. That's yeah. not going to be practical for people who don't have a lot of sun or they live in like a dense area of yeah. the forest yeah, or whatever else. Live in a thicket. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, like, or, or they live, you know, in, in Manhattan where yeah. people don't even get enough vitamin mm. D on a daily basis and they live on the third, on the third floor of a 50 story building. Yeah. You know? Like it's yeah. not going to be practical for those individuals, but. And I don't think there's a one size fits all like what the government loves to do is to put in a one size fits all solution for, for all of America. And, uh, right. And, you know, I think the solution is going to be different for everybody. I don't think what works in New York is going to be the same thing that works in Florida, that works in Texas, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, I mean, I agree with you there, 100%. But I still don't... Let's say that nuclear power is a, is a, is a product of the free market. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Let's take out the unintended so, consequences, like the the waste and all these things. Take that out. Is there something wrong with using nuclear, um, or, or at least a supplement? So, so I I don't necessarily think that, but I do not think that the nuclear energy market and nuclear power plants as they exist exist in such a way that they are solely the creation of the free market. Okay, I think that. But I, can they be? Sure. Okay. But I don't think they're going to look I'm like. Not... The, I don't think they're going to look and act like the way that they do now. Okay. So we're talking about something that's theoretical, that may or may not, okay, you know, exist. And and let me clear the my... issues of what's going on now may not be the same issues with this theoretical nuclear power that is is created and maintained by the free market. So let me clarify my point. I'm not talking about nuclear in the way it exists today. If it's state ran, federal ran, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the technology of nuclear. Is it feasible? Is it not? I think that there's cleaner burning nuclear energy out there. And if we're talking about any of those types of theoretical stuff, then I mean, I, I don't have an, I don't have a problem with, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with nuclear energy per se. Uh, I just think that as it exists now and with the things that go along with it, I, I'm just not, I'm just not a big fan of it. And it doesn't like for what I need and for what I'm trying to do, which is this individual decentralized answer to all these centralized so uh, you want to be problems. like 100 percent sustainable i think that because that that <sighs> that should be everybody's individual goal yeah uh whether whether or not people used to exist like that yeah whether <laughs> whether or not we're all going to make it there yeah or not i mean i don't it, i don't think ever if it works for some it's definitely not gonna work for all right if we want society to operate the way it is at least mostly today but we but but business but we don't free market i mean i do i don't i want entrepreneurship i want businesses i want do you really think that entrepreneurship and 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 businesses and private ownership of businesses and stuff like that is like do you really think that that's 
yeah. that's existing in like a like a good place right now because I don't. I mean, I don't think it exists in a good place right now, but I think it it has made people's lives better and easier. Uh, no, I'm I'm not arguing. And I, I mean, I'm I'm not arguing the merits. Think about my grand like uh, like my mother or you know, like are they really going to be able to live a sustainable life? Like go out and hunt every day and do these things no i think there is a need for no, like no, basic society yeah, no no i mean I, i'm not saying i'm not trying to say that you know Are you talking all, about like commune living or like no, 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 individual I, i'm living in the woods whatever works for you is going to be fine but but <laughs> this is what i'm saying is like you know I, I i'm not saying that entrepreneurship and things like that are are, are bad or anything like that i'm just saying that like i thought I, we agreed I, on the free market we do okay what i'm saying is that i don't like I think that 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 the free market and everything would be better off. Like I don't want it to look like it looks now. It can look better. Like less yeah. regulation, the destruction. That's and, free market. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what I'm advocating for. Yeah, I'm not saying you, what you, exists you, now is free market. No, I know that. But okay. you said but you said that you wanted things to exist, society to work in in a similar way that how it works now, right? Yeah, minus the regulation and the federal intervention and all these things. Yeah, uh, what I mean I, is I, like I think I want to missing on that. Because, okay, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. But what I'm saying is I want to be able to go to work peacefully, do my eight hours, come back home, hang out. Right. Okay. Don't, I'm not saying that the federal government, you know, they do impose regulations on my particular industry that I'm currently working under a lot of regulation and and that's also at the state level we have to deal with every state has a different regulation on the particular industry that i'm working in i work in it technically but i'm talking about i work for a company <laughs> that is in, in an industry it's not an it industry it's something else. i just work in the it department <laughs> right right yeah no i got you um no yeah. i no we're i mean i think we're on the same page i think yeah. we just uh for whatever reason we weren't connecting on that. yeah no i'm because I, I just think that things could be way better and i think that like things will transform for for the better i think if we they keep can moving. be better what i was disagreeing you, with you about is this whole like i want to be 100 percent fully sustainable i think we should strive to do that as in a, in a convenient amount of way like we, we maybe not a hundred percent right but maybe for one person it's a hundred percent maybe for another person it's like 80 percent right for another person it's like 10 percent right maybe even zero you know they are like some guys like super lazy i don't want to do anything i don't want to right be fully sustainable <laughs> like i'll just buy everything right i don't think there's a problem with either of those no, no, I don't. I don't either. I'm, okay. I'm just saying that, like, I think that that's what we should, you know, like exactly what you were saying. I think we should be all kind of working towards that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we do what we can. You know, everybody's obviously not going to have the same capacity to do all those things. Yeah, I so, mean, you yeah. know, I mean, the people on our fringes, let's say, like people that have disabilities or handicaps. You know, I don't think that they may not have the means to be 100. percent Yeah, I don't know. Sustainable, like. I, you know, and that's hopefully the free market can help that. Like, I think you so. know, like, you know, if as far as like installing solar panels, you don't have to necessarily install them yourself. You can buy somebody. You can pay somebody to do that for you. Right, right. Um. Yeah. 
So we started off this podcast <laughs> trying to talk about the election. I know this is what <laughs> this is how it's going to happen. I'm just telling you because we're we're going to go and change, and you know, as far as it stands right now, we're not planning on clip like doing clips on this, but. If we ever do, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, we... <laughs> we'll have to pay somebody like a million dollars to like really have to dissect because there's so many tangents that we go through on this. Right. That, yeah, we, we, that's how going to go. You know, and I, I tried to keep us from get, getting too deep into the woods on this and on that. Yeah, I, I we ended up touching it a little bit. Yeah, I think that's just the nature of how these are going to go. And that's kind of, you know, what I... That's kind of what I envision. Like, I, I really don't want to... At least right now, I'm doing this in a lazy way where I'm not um, trying to, like hit one discussion 100% of the way like okay today's topic is gonna be nuclear you know we're right. gonna talk about three three hours of nuclear you know I don't think that's I don't think I have that much like we information can. we can do it yeah and, and and I think I want to mention this too like the reason why I wanted to start this podcast and you you know I, I did come to you and say like do you want to do this with me because you know I, we have really good discussions I believe and I hope this resonates with at least somebody out there. Um, I, there's a lot of reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. Um, I think one of those reasons... Um, well, I forget. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I want to grow myself in understanding. Like, I want people like you uh, to come. And, you know, I mean, we do talk, but we don't talk for hours and like really get down to the nitty-gritty and i think this is like a a decent way to do that yeah you know and i think we used to have like really long conversations when we were like younger you know i think so and and like that kind of fell off a little bit you know we we're we're both grown men adults at this point and we have jobs and these kind of things so it's hard to like really iron out time to like okay let me talk to you for three hours about free market or whatever you know so i think i think this is a great way for me and hopefully for you to like grow and expand and share your ideas and also i want to bring people in that will also um give me ideas or like just the ideas that i do have i'm not like 100 percent married to them and i don't want to be like i i i am in a way like 90 (laughs) percent. but I, i hear you but, you know, there's always room for growth and improvement. And I think, like, being able to talk to somebody, and if they convince me one way, then, you know, maybe I'll have to go home and, like, nope, sorry. Maybe I'll have to go home and do some research and really make sure that, you know, are they right? Am I right? You know, let me question my own my own mind. And uh, I want to bring people in that can, you know, just grow me and maybe change somebody's mind and like lead them to the light whatever the light may be at that moment or time right I, th- I think ultimately what we're both trying to do here is you know uh have have good and interesting conversations yeah. and try to try to figure out you know who we are and, and what philosophies uh work best for us yeah and on the way try to you know, bring, bring other people, bring our listeners along to, yeah. on the journey to trying to figure out. Definitely. There's a lot of misinformation and a lot of misconceptions out there. And hopefully we can, you know, really shed light on what are good ideas and what are bad ideas, what have, what has been tried in the past and what has failed. 
Yeah, maybe you so. Know? There's a statistic out there that's, that says, uh, uh, since Marxism, since the idea of Marxism, there's been a hundred million deaths in pursuit of Marxism <laughs> or under Marxism, you know, like under the, the ideas of Marxism. Right. And, you know, I don't know how like 100% accurate that is. I mean, I, I'm sure the number is correct or almost correct, but I don't know if it's like directly related to Marxism or is it indirectly related to Marxism, but, uh, it's the same thing. Like saying that, um, you know, all deaths of, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. No, I hear you. I mean, <laughs> you know, when we look at like Mao Zedong and we look at Stalin, you know, yeah. I, they definitely I, I, have. Could, I could see easily how we arrive at that hundred million dollar, <laughs> hundred million I, I mean, people, hundred million people, um, yeah, who've lost their lives in pursuit of all that. Um, yeah, but, but is it because of Marxism or is it because, you know, yeah. the guy was a, the guy was an asshole. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and and that's another thing too is because like you know, uh, I'm gonna like I'm gonna personally try really hard not to you know bash super hard on, you know, different political philosophies because yeah. you know. There's in an anarchist society. There's room for all that. Uh, yeah, to a degree. And I mean, I, yeah. I'm at where I'm at, you know. And yeah. there's no reason why that couldn't change. Yeah. Um, you know, I I try to listen to new ideas and uh, take what works for me and discard the rest. And yeah, y- this is just where I've arrived for however long that I've been having these thoughts and going through this process. Yeah. Um, I wanted but, to not go ahead. You know, I'm I'm not, you know, like you. I'm not I'm not a not a hundred percent fixed on it. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I, I'm not really out here just trying to trying to bash on all that. Stuff. Yeah, that's true, right? I mean, and like I said before, like I think it comes from a good place most of the time. It comes from a good place, and it's just people are not. Some people are not um, fully aware of, like, the consequences and, like, what that really means. Like, okay, it might look good on surface level, but let's let's play this out, like, 50 years. Like, how does this look, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, let's let's do a little bit of research and dive, dive a little bit deeper. I mean, yeah. and I think, like, a lot of, and it's not just, I mean, I mean, a lot of the philosophies that are professed by right-wing individuals as well i mean they they lead us all down the same road you know and it's this this totalitarian road whether it's socialism or fascism or crony capitalism crony capitalism or any anything let's in throw them under the bus as much as possible this idea of crony yeah. capitalism i mean it's, it's just it is what it is yeah. you know and i think that He lost. <laughs> I I just think that there's uh, there's still room to 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 develop a lot of these thoughts, hmm. <laughs> as you can see. Yeah. Well. From yeah. That and, giant pause there. Yeah. <laughs> no, understood. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's one of the I think the more interesting goals of this is like for me to grow and hopefully you know people along with us can grow as well uh, i do want to mention one thing and I, I don't know when you want to end this but you have a particular time or how much more time you want to go i mean i, I mean i'm good i mean I, I think we're getting to the point that we're 
we're pretty close to close to the end okay i do want to mention one thing um there's i think the people that are trying to disassociate marxism from like what it used to be to what it is now okay they're saying and i forget the particular scholar that was saying this um so i apologize for using they (laughs) but um this particular guy was saying that the new idea of marxism is really at an organizational level is let's like flatten out the hierarchical hierarchical structure within an organization and my answer to that is you can do that no one's stopping you today from doing that i'm not saying that there's not an important role for management at all but let's say a marxist entrepreneur wants to start a job uh, start a company and they hire 50 people there's no one stopping you from making everybody equals in there and you know if if, if it works like I, I haven't seen it work really super duper well in a lot of different companies right i've worked for in a, a few industries and i'm not, not a single company has been you know flat like that there's always been a hierarchy now there's hybrid hybrid approaches to this where you know uh you can use some of those ideas and not for the sense of marxism but for the sense of like uh getting out of the way of bureaucracy and like letting on uh, uh innovation and uh letting like projects really go smoothly you know cut out the bureaucracy and really uh uh give the people the room to do their job okay that being said no one's stopping you from doing this today and there is one particular company that sticks out in my mind and i think it is um it's a gaming uh company and i (laughs) uh and i think it's vault it's either vault or like um oh gosh i don't remember anyways i'll hopefully find this out one day uh the name of the company that they have a pretty flat structure it's like there's a ceo and you probably know what i'm talking about like this it's a it's a ceo that is um like kind of on top but he's not in the meetings like directing people it's like everyone is really equals there so no one is stopping any entrepreneur from doing that and that's kind of the benefit of a free market society right you can do what's better especially and to say that like a flat structure is good in every case is crazy to me um some and it's dependent on the industry it's dependent on that particular company that business how they want to operate to force and I don't even know what this, like this scholar, like what is his way of forcing this upon everybody? How are you going to put a gun to like the CEO's head and like demand that he has, like if we adopt this Marxist uh, organizational idea, like how are you going to enforce that? Uh, they're going to seize the means of control, man. I mean, they seize like the, with violence. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to seize the means of production. That's what Marxism talks about. Yeah, and and I think that's kind of the uh, uh, that's not a benefit in my opinion, but it's it's right. what the goal is, right? It's the the goal is the workers should have a piece of the pie, right? The workers that are going there eight to f- uh, eight to five, 
should get a part of the of the profits and in even in the jobs that i've had in the past uh we get bonuses you know depending on how well the company does and how well your individual performance is so i mean in a way companies do that today right um yeah but here's here's an important lesson to learn an entrepreneur may start a business that he works 20 hours a day in just to start it and grow it let's just take jeff bezos i'm not saying he's the greatest guy in the world but let's also assume that he worked his butt off okay take out you know the government influence if there is any i'm sure there is uh on amazon he started his business from nothing he took over an entire industry revolutionized it really and not only that he put his own time with let's say even minimal pay not even saying like Jeff Bezos, just in general. And entrepreneurs, a lot of the time, my best friend is an entrepreneur. And he doesn't pay himself. He's been working harder on this side job than his real job. And he's not been paid. He's been doing the same thing for like two years. Not been paid yet. Okay. He put in that much effort. And let's say it finally starts making money. And he employs people. Do they really deserve, at that moment of time, do they deserve the same amount of money that he gets? Not just because he put in effort in the beginning, but it was his idea, his creation, and he is the one who's taking all the risk. If his business starts to lose profit, does he have the right to go back to the people and say, his employees, and say, hey, um, you know, we lost about five million dollars this um this this quarter and i'm really gonna need you to cough back up fifty dollars no forget fifty dollars five hundred dollars or five thousand dollars back from what i paid you well guess what they don't have to do that when i work for a company i don't have to pay back money that they have lost right that is what the owners do that is why in my opinion, they get paid more. I'm not saying it's always justified. That, okay, like if they're taking like massive amounts of money, but they're the ones who are risking their money as well. If they lose money, they lose money. They don't always make profits, right? Businesses can also fail, and they often do, and especially right. when you look at different periods and quarters. They're the ones that eat the losses, not the employees. So in a... Let's just say my company is Marxist. I would actually rather not do that. I don't want to, I don't really care to be making like decisions, especially people who are extremely educated in the industry. What if I'm a brand new employee like I am now? I just started working for this company maybe a year or two ago. I don't know the industry enough to make decisions for leadership. Leadership that have been working there for 20, 30 years, maybe they're more qualified to do that. Yeah, I mean, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, I know. I just ranted a whole lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. I mean, there's a lot of valid points in there. I'm sure. No, I mean, I think like it's important. It's important a lot of times to illustrate like this, um, 
like kind of personal level about like you know how would you feel kind of a situation um but i just uh yeah i don't know i i don't know if there was a but necessary at the end of that but. yeah yeah i think my point is like under this the marcus marxist this marxist idea with the organizational structure and that kind of thing yeah it's not everybody wants or should be making decisions, especially someone who just started a business or started in the company. They not, shouldn't really make the decisions that could ultimately ruin that business. And right. they should not be liable for losses that the business had. When I get a job, I sign on a dotted line that says, you pay me to work here eight to five every day for X amount of dollars a, an hour. Right. They are legally bound to pay me that. And I walk away from that job with zero risk. Right. Zero risk. If the company fails, the worst thing they can do is fire me. I don't have to go bankrupt for it. Right. No, I mean, I, I hear what you're talking about with the assumption of risk and everything. Uh, and, and that's something that I, I bet a lot of people have not thought about from that angle. Yeah. Um, but why? Why why do they not look at it from every angle? Every issue that I try to like you know, preach or like hold myself to, I spend my mind is like an overclocked CPU. <laughs> I think why is a very difficult question to answer. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I guess everyone's different. Maybe I should research this guy more and really just listen to him for hours and really see right his his ideas but yeah it's also though like not all socialism wants to flatten everything down not all marxism wants to flatten everything down like to to agree like that like there are different sets of that philosophy that believe in like a um i I, i'm not going to use the right terms for it but they believe in basically like a tyranny of experts. So like, um, that sounds horrible, but yeah, continue. I mean, I'm using my words for it. They call it obviously something, something better. more sweet, and... but yeah, like the, the tyranny of experts, I guess is the best way to do well, it. What stops them from having all the power? How about you explain, explain S- so, the concept. And I'm not prepared for this, but you know, there's this, concept of like okay well we should have experts in this particular thing run this particular thing and we should do that in every industry right so like let's take an example like um an amazon blaring example i guess so like their finance department would that be run by a finance guru Right. Okay. And then their logistics department, that's going to be ran by a logistics guru. Right. And, okay. And, that would, and like you just apply that to the economy as a whole, right? Okay. Explain that concept. So you have economic guru, so I was, I was gurus, gonna... as you put it, uh-huh. run the economy. You have experts run the economy. Economy or the government? All of it. Like I said, I mean, it's okay. a, a tier. So there's a, there's, a, there's a guru for healthcare. Right. There's a uh, and then what I mean healthcare is the uh, socialized healthcare. Right. And there's an uh, uh, guru for the military right. defense. Okay. So there's one person or is it a team of people? Sure. 
I mean, okay. it, it's kind Either of way. kind of whatever. But, okay. but it's basically this idea that there are specific people that are trained for this job, yes. and those individuals, like, you know, those are the people who are going to have that kind of thing. I think like there's some. So like. And is that at the like a federal level, or is this also at like an organizational level, like uh, like a company like Amazon? If I work for them, is it everything is ran like this, or is it is it just the government? So I think the way that it's supposed to work is it's it, it's everything's ran like that. Okay. What's well, I mean? Uh, okay. And the most part, most companies are ran like that, right? They they have a CI, they have a CEO that has a C suite. And in the C-suite, you have, you know, the CFO, you have the CIO, you right. have all these different branches. This is the COO so, operating. So it's, it's kind of similar in that idea. There's there's a definite hierarchy there. There's a word. But no one puts a gun to your head and says you have to do this. But yeah, go ahead. There's a word that I was looking for. Uh, meritocracy is what I'm talking about. Where the ableists yeah. are in charge. Uh basically without the interference of special interest groups so explain to me how this is socialist um it's just a a different type of socialism or a different type of corporatism or whatever Um, okay so we can we can agree that at least at an organizational level it's i mean no one's forcing a company to operate like this but it does exist like that in most cases but can we agree that it's also like that in a federal level today? I mean, yeah. there is a, you know, chief for I mean, the Homeland I, Security. There's a uh, chief in the. I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that the way that things are run right now is a meritocracy. Okay. Uh, just because I don't think that the most able are actually that, but I don't think that there is a way. Like I think that's something that's immeasurable. Uh, because I don't trust anybody to be able to make decisions for me and my multifaceted and complex life. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and all this, like all this is really proposing all, all meritocracy and, uh, so I'm reading the definition here. It says a system in which advancement is based on individual ability or achievement. A group of leaders or office holders selected on the basis of individual ability or achievement. Right. So that sounds mm. similar to like, yeah. hey, somebody who's the best at this job gets the job, right? Yeah. But I think. But who that, gets to choose that? Right. I exactly. think that's where the problem right. lies. Like, right. It's like you don't have a choice. It's like somebody has the power to do that. So I think that's the, the inherent I problem. I think that's the problem. Of yeah. All government is who decides what. You know, right? Um, this is interesting. I mean, I've heard this term a lot, but I never like really dug into this. Uh, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm sure that's what the problem is here. Advancement in such a system is based on performance as measured through examination or this demonstrated achievement. Hmm. Demonstrated to who? <laughs> right. So, like, you know. Uh... I think it was Plato. He said, "Who watches the watchers?" Right. Yeah. So it's just like yeah, another right. And that's the. Oh my gosh! I know we're probably running out of time here, but um, that's really the that's the problem with how the federal government works today. Is it's supposed to work in the sense that there's checks and balances on the power. 
there's three branches of government and they're supposed to check and balance each other. But where we got, how we got to this point today with the federal government being so bloated, so corrupt, right, and so inefficient at doing the right job, at doing their job, is truly... I'm sure they're all really to blame, all three branches of government, but the last checks and balances really goes through the Supreme Court. And they have done... And their their role is to take the Constitution and balance it against what the rest of the government is doing. And they have done such a horrible job at doing that. Almost as bad as the legislature. Yeah. And... But the, the Supreme Court, correct me if I'm wrong, they can overrule what the legislature does. Right. But so the they're, leg- like the, they're like the last... They're the last uh, cog in the wheel. And they've let so much slide over the years. It's like they're not even looking at the Constitution. They're just like interpreting in their own little agenda, in their own little way. And I think this is why they're they're really appointed for life is they don't have to worry about term limits like congressmen and everybody else does. They don't have to get reelected. They are there for a lifetime. And this is why they should be acting in the interest of the Constitution and stopping the government from doing these extreme measures. So I'm going to go ahead and, like, this is something that I figured out or that there or a thought that I had that led me to where I'm at now. Shoot. They are acting in accordance with the Constitution, and the Constitution is flawed deeply. Oh, man. It We're going to have to iron was, this one out. <laughs> it was set up in such a way that the, the, the different branches of the government could contract power away. Do you think the Founding Fathers wrote that purposely? Yeah. Like that way? Uh, in, my, in my professional expert opinion, <laughs> yes. I don't think the founding fathers, like this is something that, that I'm going to say pretty, or that I say almost every time that somebody brings up the founding fathers, they sure had a lot of great ideas. It's unfortunate they nor we ever used any of them. And that's just how I feel about it. Even them? Absolutely not. I mean, definitely when it comes to like slavery and owning exactly. African Americans, yeah, it's oh. like so controversial, all so are, hypocritical. All men are created equal. Except for these. Except for these, man. No. They do. Yeah. No. No, I mean, I I know the Constitution is not perfect. I know that. If I know anything for certain, it's not perfect. But. It's government. Yes. It's it's all government. But here's the thing. It's like, okay, it's not perfect, but we can amend the Constitution to make it better. Right? But it's been amended to make, I guess, the government or, or, bigger. Or worse. Or worse. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, except for some amendments, I think we can agree that like this first, the first, second amendment, we agree with, I mean, right? The thirteenth, fourteenth. I'd, I'd probably agree with, with. I'd probably agree with most amendments. Yeah, but but I, there was an amendment for taxation, right? Income tax. They have to do it through an amendment. It's the sixteenth amendment, I think. Something like that. But but it's got to review the constitution. It's also unclear whether whether or not they actually were able to to do that with the sixteenth amendment. Let me let me give you. It may not have actually been correctly ratified, but I don't know. And I, I, mean, I hope there is something like that, right? That, where that, we can. That's just like <laughs> motivate a law firm to like 
take the IRS to court. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that, be... that's not going to happen. Even tax experts that have been doing it for years don't fully understand the extent the tax code. and the depth of the tax code. Oh, yeah. It's it's purposely huge. It's, it's entirely huge. I mean, I'm just, you know, it's, it's, this is all, you know, commentary and good fun and, you know, but, gets depressing. but yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, it's just all like, I, I just, I remember being a person who believed that, yeah, like, you know, I read the constitution. I was like, this sounds good. And then I was got away from that and I was like, well, actually it's kind of not clear about how control works and yeah. how things are set up. And then I was like, but, the, but the, the bill of rights is good it's it's good and it's clear and it can't be you know people who are misinterpreting it you know they're they're not getting it right they're not understanding it you know they're we gotta we gotta get them to understand this and you know then we can move forward and fix these issues and then i was like right to bear arms that's really a a well-regulated militia (laughs) Shall yeah. not be infringed. I'm mm-hmm. like, shall not be infringed. Oh, sorry. I'm just like, well, shall not be infringed is I'm the just, key word there. I'm just like, wow. I mean, you know, like this doesn't, this isn't, this isn't clear, you know? And then I read stuff, you know, you just, you, you read into it and then you, you kind of take off your rose tinted glasses about, you know, you, you, you take your feelings out of it and the, propaganda and these emotional ties that you have to these things right and then you know it's a vessel right you can pour whatever you want to into it and I I think you'll find that a lot with a lot of these uh, you know these, these cults of personality individuals that we elect that they're empty vessels People pour into them what they want to see and what they want to believe. And I think that the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and a lot of these documents, Communist Manifesto, whatever, people pour into it what they want to believe. And, I mean, I just don't think that anything that's going to set up a system in which an individual who does not know you and, and, and for all intents and purposes can't know you can make decisions that affect you directly and can govern how how you you can and cannot do things. But I don't think the founding fathers really intended for the federal government to do anything why, with why, the private people. Why do you keep going to bat for the founding fathers? Because they're the ones that created the Constitution and these things, these items, these documents. I'm not saying they're good people. I'm not saying they're perfect. Okay. Especially not in today's standards. They're definitely not perfect. Yeah. But I think they were intelligent in some regard, especially when it came to like, there's no doubt about government. And they had, they had, you know, the history of the English empire to really, uh, motivate them. So the tyranny that they saw there and even when they came here when the Americans came here 
So, I don't know. So there's this thing, right? It's called a uh, common law, right? Yeah. Um, it's 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 law created by judges and judicial tribunals and courts, and it draws from history of how different things have been settled in court, right? Um, it's it's kind of a difficult to understand and like that's we get a lot of our stuff from British common law right and a lot of that stuff is from before the British Empire and before other things right okay um, I think if there's any I, I think that there's some merit to common law I think that that's like Hey, we've seen this dispute before. This is how we solved it. And trying to look at problems in that, like from that thing. Of course, I could be misinterpreting and, and not understanding this or whatever. I'm not an attorney, you know. I'm not a judge or anything like that. But I think that that common law is like, you know, that can be looked at as something that can help us as far as the creation of our future court systems, right? Okay. Um, and I think that trying to figure out a legislative and an executive system for how, for how these things work. I think that that's, that's like really one of the biggest flaws about how our system works. And I think that we want to, I, I think that a lot of our personal biases because of the amount of propaganda that we have consumed in our lives makes us want to continually go to bat for these systems. And I think that there's also this pride that we have in it since this is, this is where we're from. This is where we are. And then we look at, you know, we look at, we look uh, out across the ocean and we see all the, the, the wild stuff that's going on, uh, across the ocean and, and all these different systems and how they, how their systems are flawed and ours are just better. Mm-hmm. And, They're taking away our freedoms. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, and I think that like, there's kind of a relativity to it mm-hmm. in, in common day that makes us kind of want to go to bat for these things. And I think honestly, there's something about being an American and about being like it, 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 it's crammed into your soft spot when you're a baby or something to where you, you have this like, you know, at least like in, in the culture like that I'm around where you want to look back at the founding fathers and like mm-hmm. the stuff that they did and you want to, oh, I was good, Yeah. I mean, I think the educational things. system, um, does that. Yeah. The I mean, public school system that really paints them in a, in a bright light and society reinforces that, or at least it did when we and you were, uh, in school. Now I think for sure they're definitely moving away from a yeah, lot of that stuff. That's true, right? You know, for for better, for worse. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, you know, I'm kind of a no gods, no masters kind of kind of dude. Uh, if you can't tell, but it it's just <laughs> you know, like this is something that I struggle with too. You know, it's like I just I wanted to believe that there was like Sounds this good. this codified like thing, and we could save this and all these you know. But I, I just I just don't think that that's that's what's gonna happen. 
I don't think that it's possible. I don't think that societies start walking down the path of totalitarianism or authoritarianism and then get a little bit down that road and say, nah, we're going to go back. Yeah. I think that... They go all in. Yeah, I mean, societies go from a position of... Freedom to extreme no. control. <laughs> that, that they go through economic ups and downs, and eventually oh. they go through an, an economic down that's too big for them to recover for, and that results in mm. the destruction of the society. Yeah. And it's... I think that's how empires crash, right? Culture like, and ethnicities disappear and uh, mutate and change and become whatever future society that they're going to become. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think that we're in a decline, and I think that we've been in a decline since before I was born. And I think that the direction of society is moving uh, to make that happen faster. And I think that, you know, we're, we're on the cusp of a lot of these things. And because we're moving in that direction, we want to look back and say, oh, okay, well, if we could just, if we could just take a couple steps back and move towards this thing, then we can try to prevent all this because people don't want war. People don't want, uh, failed states. People don't want, you know what we can, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I bet what <laughs> directly correlated to the, uh, the, the, I don't want to say the failure of this state, but to the, like you said, since you were born, it's been heading in the wrong direction, right? Mm. Heading down, downward trend. Well, since before I was born, yeah. Since before you were born. So I wonder if we can like directly correlate that, whatever that line is, whatever that metric is to, uh, <laughs> to the, uh, the federal deficit. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, how, 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 how much, uh, correlation there is there. Yeah. I mean, I think like, from an economic standpoint is the only way that you can look at a rise and fall, you know? Like, yeah. Cause I don't think that like, if, if you look at like, like maybe there was like a point where everything in the society was like good for like, I don't know, middle-class white dudes, you know? Hmm. And like, that was like a thing. Right. But like, all the ups and downs of literally everybody else trying to exist in the society. You know, like I was saying before, it's not like, it's not like a straight arrow down, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like towards tyranny. Yeah. But it is a straight arrow towards the decline of, of, of the empire. Right. Um, and, and I think that's just looking at it from an economic standpoint. Um, what a way to, Bring in the new president. <laughs> oh, for sure. And, and like, what a way to usher him in, huh? <laughs> but I think, like, I think right now we so, have worse. The game is starting yeah. for musical chairs, right? Hmm. So, I, I was actually. I don't believe in the. I don't have any faith in the American electorate. I don't have any faith in the American uh, election system. I don't have any faith in the electoral college and I don't like voting because I don't like the whole process of electing somebody to make decisions for me when the most qualified person to make decisions about my life is me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but who's going to make the roads? I'm just kidding. <laughs> dude, don't get me started on the roads today. Like we don't have a pod. We don't have enough time <laughs> to talk about row ads. I, oh, we will talk goodness. about row ads. <laughs> Gosh, we'll talk about roads for so long. 
We can, we can handle that. Oh my god! But Maroons. <laughs> what about my roads? Maroons. <laughs> All right, morning one. Um, now we we will definitely discuss uh, roads and national defense and all these things later. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you wouldn't be like a great. I mean, you have good ideas as far as that goes, yeah. but yeah, you have a that definite like. Uh, I mean, they are good ideas, right? I can definitely entertain I, that, but I don't know how. Like, like that. It's like a, such a demented world. Mm. I don't know if we're there yet. <laughs> and I want to clarify one thing. I come from an immigrant family. My dad immigrated from a war-torn country. Let's just put it that way. Maybe we'll explore that idea later. Um, back in 1969 so i have to appreciate what he did for me and my family to bring us here and there's no other country that i would rather be in right now than this country i i, I also agree with that sentiment okay i i appreciate that and at least we can agree on that and you know, I, and I guess one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast is like, hopefully this people will start to, you know, wake up to certain cause, uh, certain issues, certain causes, because I don't want to give up on this country. I think this country is the best country in the world right now. Okay. I, I, I don't have like a priority list. Maybe I need to like organize a list of like, okay, what are my best countries right now? But, uh, you know. As opposed to like living in Saudi Arabia or living in uh, uh, where I come from, which is under uh, severe occupation. Uh, this is where my parents are from, also known as Palestine. <laughs> uh, I don't, you know, I, as much as I love Palestine and like I have a uh, like a deep calling to like live there one day. In the current state that it's in right now, there's no way I would choose that over this. The level of freedom that we have here surpasses those freedoms over there. And I appreciate that every single day. That's not to say that I want this country to go keep going in the direction that it's going. It should with a educated citizen or citizens it can and it should turn around for the better yeah uh, don't don't get me wrong right like th things if you look at things a certain way yeah we could we could talk about how we're in pretty dire straits right now in this country but yeah. but right now humans in general and you know I, I i care a great deal about the people of this country and and the people of the world and i think that right now we have the best shot so far in history uh for people to be free and independent yeah through the through the use of modern technology yeah i think i, agree. I think using mesh networks we can get away from the monopoly of isps mm -hmm. I think using stuff like IPFS, we can free the internet. I think that with 
solar panels, wind generators, and other, you know, biodiesel and other things like that, mm-hmm. self-sufficiency is possible. Yeah. I, I think that right now, you know, people have the ability, like really have a chance at it, at, at being free and being independent. And going back to founding documents and things like that, I don't care much for the Constitution. I don't care much for the Bill of Rights because I I, I feel like they're incomplete and I feel like they leave a lot of wiggle room. Hmm. But there is a document that I do tend to tend to enjoy, and that's the Declaration of Independence. Oh, so I hope you were saying the Bible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah. <laughs> uh, the but dec- doesn't it say something about like Indians being savages there in the Declaration of Independence? Oh, I am almost sure of it. <laughs> You're like, no, nah, it's still perfect. <laughs> I didn't say it was perfect. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I was just saying that there's something that I'm fond of. Okay. It's a document that I'm fond of. Yeah, where they're, I think that's what they're saying. Like, that's, that's literally, they're de- declaring independence from Britain, right? That's that's what that document is saying there. Yeah. I'm, it, and, it, you know, there's a list of grievances, and it's... A, oh, dec- a list of reasons, like, why they're leaving. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Taxation being one, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Hmm, maybe we should uh, rewrite... Maybe we should uh, plagiarize the Declaration of Independence and sign dot at the dotted line there. Let me let me just <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, well, we can do it, man. Uh, but but honestly, uh, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which mm-hmm. have connected them with one or with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. It's a beautiful. decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such a form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety, happiness, prudent happiness. But yeah, it's, you know, it's just, it's beautiful. I just, that is really like, spot on perfect it's pretty good that part of it right it's pretty good right what's that uh give me that line on the the nature uh on nature and nature's god give me that line uh yeah um so so these are just big long sentences uh oh okay but i don't know (laughs) run-ons should i pick the grammar uh to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Beautiful, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, I just feel like, you know, it's it's a little bit more of a, you know, it, it's got a little oomph to it. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, I mean, they... And, and it's, not, it's not a super long document mm-hmm. either. Yeah, a couple of pages. I think the constitution that I have... Which, by the way, I bought on Amazon for uh, one ninety nine. What? A, <laughs> How ironic! Oh man, we just we just accidentally plugged Amazon. Uh, don't buy anything on Amazon. Hey, but if you do, use Amazon Smile. Oh my gosh! Don't I'm do just it. kidding. 
don't <laughs> don't support don't support this uh, don't support this we can, we, can, let's, we can talk about that definitely like, like why I should stop buying from Amazon but um, yeah my constitution that I got from Amazon yeah um, it has the I'm pretty sure it's the uh, it's definitely the constitution but it's a, a I think it has the Bill of Rights or the Declaration of Independence also in the, like in the back of it so uh, yeah pick one up from a reputable reputable company yeah that's not amazon please uh yeah absolutely they're out there trust me they're out there um my have to pay shipping i'm sorry but uh you know it's you know the cost of having a conscience it might not come in two days cost of doing the right thing yeah i mean it's whatever you want to do make your decisions yeah uh so the the line that you were talking about Mm -hmm. uh oh the indian savages yeah it's it's so in the list of grievances uh, against the king and the British Empire, it says he has excited domestic insurrection among us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, hmm. the merciless Indian savages whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. You know, and I have mixed feelings on this particular topic. There's definitely some tribes that are ruthless when it comes to the I, people that were in their territory, the Comanches, uh, notably. But there were also, I forget the source of this information, so I, for, I apologize, but there was also um, I have, an, an, a very strong language barrier between the two, between the pilgrims and the Native Americans. And when the uh, Native Americans, or when the pilgrims bought land from the Native Americans, you know, they would bring in ships of gold or whatever, whatever what may have you. Uh, they did not have the concept of, like, property ownership in, in, in that society, from my understanding. <laughs> and hopefully... Uh, you know, we'll have an email address so people can connect with me and like, oh, no, actually, this is incorrect, and I'll go back on here and fix my uh, verbiage. But so they didn't have the concept of property property ownership, and when they came back to that particular land and they found these homes that were built, and you know, these people living on their lands, this is when they became violent towards them. You know, um, when we talk about property ownership in today's terms, uh, you cannot do that, right? You cannot just invade uh, somebody's house just because you used to live there. But because of the language barrier and the understanding right. of property ownership. Yeah, in a contract, you have to, like, people have to be able to understand the contract for yeah. it to be a valid contract. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where where where, where the issue happened in that case like i don't know if they just you know they try to explain it to them as best as possible i don't know i'm sure there's historians that have studied this topic <laughs> yeah i, I are more qualified to talk about this than yeah we i mean i really have no like i'm not even gonna say a word on okay. it because i just don't know okay let me do all the misinformation then <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and just a note yeah this is I know we're going to talk about how horrible the media is for misinformation. 
Um, at least I will admit I am wrong when I'm wrong, and I will admit that I don't know a particular topic if if I if I'm not a hundred percent sure. So uh, I think we can end this with saying a quote from the wise <laughs> William Cooper, something along the lines of read everything hear everything and believe nothing until you have your own evidence yeah man i think that'll do it all right thanks for joining us on that episode one and uh thank you for being here my best friend which we will leave unnamed for the time being (laughs) (laughs) and uh, thanks for having me yeah thanks man take care yeah you too brother